The Holistic Jam podcast with Anita Denise is for you if you are open-minded and wanting to deepen your awareness of all things spiritual. Anita delivers enlightening insights in bite-sized episodes. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Jam podcast, episode 16, P for Past Life, with guest Alison Middleton from A1 M Health. Now, Alison is a mind body transformation coach and wellness practitioner. She helps individuals transform to be their best version of themselves. Alison specializes in helping teens and adults manage anxiety, stress, and those with chronic illnesses to lead a happy, healthy, fulfilled life beyond their wildest imagination. As a certified clinical hypnosis, she also uses EFT and NLP blast trauma tools and energy healing, including Theta and Reiki, to work on the subconscious mind to uncover and heal blocks, limiting beliefs and old patterns so her clients can heal and thrive no matter what challenges life is throwing at them. Prior to uh, Alison's own her own well-being business, Alison spent over 25 years in the corporate world. Her most recent role was as a global headhunter of talent and development for Nordic Angela Education and their 60 international schools. And before that, held senior HR positions in top law firms, both in London and nine years in Hong Kong. Alison also has a 16-year-old son now living back in Essex. Alison is here to talk to us today about past lives. She's trained in past life regression and is also furthering her studies of this modality when COVID allows with a post-grad diploma. Well, hello and welcome, Alison, today to our podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here, Anita. Thanks for hosting me. It's my pleasure to have you here. And I've actually had in the past a, a past life session with you because it's something that's always fascinated me. And I will be honest, I was a little bit um, dubious, a little bit doubtful about actually allowing someone to take me on a past life journey, to be honest. And it's like I met you in person and, and I really felt comfortable and ease with you. So I had my first experience, which was very profound. And it would be great today to, to have you along and to sort of discuss to our listeners really what past life is, if it exists, and how we can help people move forward in our own life. So, Alison, I mean, the first question I'd like to ask you is really, well, I, well, I, I do know it's real because I've experienced it, but what I did, are past lives real? Well, it's an interesting debate and there's a lot of controversy around it. And if you look from a scientific perspective, it's quite hard to prove that past lives are real. However, you've experienced it, I've experienced it. My clients experience it sometimes automatically. So when we did yours, we went in to look at a particular past life, but sometimes people automatically regret. And my experience is that past lives are really real and happen. And there's been lots of anecdotes around, you know, there's a three-year-old boy in, in Syria, Israel border that um, talked about a past life and took his elders to a place where he said he, in a previous life, he'd been um, hit on the head and killed with an axe. And he had a birthmark in that particular sort of place. And when they actually dug up that body, they found that their, the body was there with an injury in the, where the, this birthmark was. And there was an axe that had been buried beside this body as well. And, you know, also so information like this. And then they went on to um, this three-year-old boy said the name of his killer. And actually, when they presented this, the killer was alive still. And when they presented that evidence to that killer, he actually confessed. So there are stories like this. But, you know, from a, a therapist's point of view, you know, lots of people say it's fantasy, it's delusion, our minds making it up, or maybe even the therapist is planting like forced memories. 
To me, to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter, Anita, because the issue is that if somebody is thinking that or they're feeling that, then we, we work with what we're given. And usually it relates to something that's happening in a present life. So the fact that actually it's, it's a bit of a non-question for me in so many ways, because we are healing something in the present life and it's come up for something to be looked at and healed. So from a therapist's point of view, it doesn't really matter whether you do or don't sort of believe in it. There is that sort of feeling that it does solve something in this life. And that's what I'm interested in is getting people released from something. So that's my my answer to that one. I remember when um, I had my session with you, there was like relationship issues that came up in my past life that actually are slightly still with me in this current life, which I've been working through since that session. So that was actually very interesting. And also I, I remember when I was about four or five, like the deja vu experiences. Now, this yeah. is often said to be like past life. And I remember distinctly walking along this wall as a child and I just knew I'd been there before, but I hadn't been there before. So was, was that sort of like the experiences people who do um, have these deja vu feelings actually could be in touch onto a past life? It definitely could be. It could be a past life or it could be, which is a whole other subject for another day, time travel. So it could be that actually, you know, there, there is the thought there are past lives, but perhaps we live parallel lives as well at the same time. So that can happen too, but we won't go down that rabbit hole because we'll be <laughs> for a day. But yes, very much so. And if you have a connection with somebody as well, so, you know, love at first sight, for example, if you have a real deep connection with somebody and you recognise them, it could be that the fact is that you have come across them or had you know dealings with them in another life and there is an attachment to them and that's what's being triggered there so very much so Anita yeah Yeah. because sometimes again as you said there it's not even say like a personal relationship sometimes you just meet someone for the first time it could be a work colleague it could be just you know I was out on a particular walk one day with my dogs and started talking to this lady and I just knew that somewhere in our past lives we'd had a connection and I can't put words to it actually Alison it was just a very unusual feeling I just thought I haven't seen her since but there was a definitely was a connection there from our past absolutely no and I've, I've had that before I think when we were doing my training that there was a girl that said that she you know saw somebody at a cafe somebody working at the cafe and had this real deep sort of connection with them and and they did investigate it and they did find out that this person who, who was the waitress or the owner of the cafe was actually you know her mother in a past sort of life so there was that real sort of connection there that's what they found so to me, you know, there is so many, these aren't just coincidences, there's too much around this for it to be just something that's a fantasy or a delusion. As we saw, we meet so many people in our everyday lives prior to COVID uh, and the lockdown that you just literally, as I say, if one person, you remember them that, that strongly, that connection, it can't just be a coincidence, can it, to be honest? No. No, no, that, that that no, I really feel that there is that that is the reason for it. We've met them on some other plane and had some interaction with them, they've meant something to us. And that can happen with, you know, if people do fall in love as well, and they say that, you know, you can get that feeling that this person's going to be my my wife, or more often they're not they're part of your soul group and they've been traveling with you for many lives and you've had very many different roles. They might have been a sister, they might have been a wife, might have been a mother. They could have been your father in a previous life, you know, gender changes as well. So it's a fascinating area. It, it really is. I, I, I get blown away by it sometimes. Oh, I do. So what is your experience of past life yourself, Alison? So when I trained, I obviously have to undergo sort of absolutely, you know, everything. And so all the therapies. And when we looked at past life regression, I mean, I'd had, I've always had a phobia of 
being sick, physically vomiting. I've always had that as a as a bit of a phobia and never been able to understand why, because there's never been any particular reason why I might have had that experience. And so, you know, I looked at that as being a particular issue and I went back and I saw a past life where I was, I was actually punched in the stomach and from that had this reflex where I would vomit a lot. And I actually ended up sort of dying from, from that in that past life. And so that for me was a really big, okay, there's a reason why I have this, and um, now and then I know what, what the work we kind of do when we're looking at past lives is we go back in and well look at where it's been triggered in this life so I went back to very young when I was two three and my sister used to project help on me and that started that fear off in me and that's when it was triggered so I was being able to work with that and to actually now heal that I wouldn't say I, I still have an aversion to sickness and being sick and, and and seeing people being sick but I actually can cope with it but it was interesting for me because it almost stopped me moving forwards in this life Anita because I almost didn't have children because of the fear of potential morning sickness and my child being sick and having to to clear up so sometimes you know these issues that we're experiencing in our current life are really blocking us from moving forwards and having a, a purpose. And, you know, uncovering our past lives can give us some kind of perspective on something or actually heal it, as it did in my sort of, you know, case. Well, I was just going to say the other issue I had was when I was um, experiencing problems in my relationship. So I'd been married coming up for sort of 18, 19 years at the time. And 2017 was having problems with my relationship. And I went and had a session with my own hypnotherapist and we went back and we discovered that actually my relationship with my husband was a pre-agreed contract that we would be together for 20 years and we actually had just started to be together it was coming up we've been together a couple of years before we married so the 20 year mark was coming up and we'd agreed that actually we would at that point in time decide whether we would part amicably or whatever but we would have that um, decision whether or not we stayed together or we actually went our own separate ways. And for me, that was so life-changing because it enabled me to see this breakup of a relationship potentially as not being something about me or something personal about, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I've done something wrong. So it was really able to me to stand back and have a bigger picture and to deal with that breakup much better. So for me, it was life-changing and transformational to just be able to have access to that. Because it is said, isn't it, that we make this like contract on a soul level before we come into this earthly body. So it's interesting that you've had that experience to explain to you that the 20 years that you'd come prior to life that had already been agreed, really, which gives, you say, it's a much more understanding of your own path going forward and helping you on a healing level. How do you actually work with clients then, Alison? So I work with clients quite often, clients will just come to me for a particular block or issue that they've got. And they won't necessarily be after looking at a past life. So it might be that we they automatically go into a past life. So they just automatically regress into a past life when I'm doing perhaps um, child regression or in, which is about this life. So we regress to when something's happened in this life and they might automatically find themselves in a past life. So I do that through through hypnosis and hypnosis has a lot of misnomers about it, but it's really just a deep state of relaxation where we actually access the theta brainwave, which is allows us to go into the subconscious mind. So that's one way I work with people. Sometimes people will also um, will do a lot of therapy work with people and it will come to the point where we actually do what's called higher self talk and we go into our higher self. 
And that is our sort of knowledge of all of us across all our past lives. And we'll talk and say, this issue that I'm experiencing in this life, maybe it's a pattern of a relationship or I'm self-sabotaging myself in business. Is it something that we need to look at from this life or has it come from a past life? And quite often it might come from a past life. And at that point in time, then we say, is it appropriate to heal that life? And if so, can we see, see that life? And we will work through, through that life and go in and heal it. And that usually takes probably about a session or about a couple of hours and it takes us through looking at that life we go into that life we look at where um, that life was really working well for us when it started to go wrong and the main issue came in and then we go through all the significant events just as I did with you right up to the point of death and we get the learning and wisdom from that and then we have the opportunity to go in and heal or re-script or reframe anything that we didn't quite like or release and get the the um, get it out of our body because the, the trauma can sometimes, if there's been trauma, be held in our body. And then we go back, as I said just before, and we look at, once that's all done, where that past life has been triggered in this life. So, you know, as I said, through the vomiting, for me, it was age three when my sister started to do that. So we then go back in and we'd heal what's been created as an inner child that's got frozen in time. So that's one thing. The other thing I do is with people is they want to maybe see a talent life, which is they might be at a crossroads of a career, a decision, and they might want to see a life where they've lived it in perfect consonants with their highest self and a particular talent so um, maybe they're thinking about I, I've done this on myself and I was regressed to be a herb I was, I was a herbalist in many years and that sort of explained to me why I like my essential oils and it can just give people sometimes a clue of something that they've got a talent or a skill that they might want to bring forth in this life that perhaps they've had an inkling about but might actually spur them on to, to look further into that so there's the two sort of main ways really. Yeah, that sounds fascinating because I wasn't aware of you could actually have like the crossroads, hypnot past lives. That's actually so next one for me, that will be. <laughs> I was curious about that because also before I met you, I was a little bit scared of the word hypnosis because I had this image like in my mind that you're not in control. Oh, and I think that's the, that's what I get. People think about the, the Paul McKenna kind of, nothing against Paul McKenna at all, oh, but okay. kind of stage hypnosis where you go up and you, you know, click your fingers and you sort of act and clack like a duck or whatever it might be, you know. Um, and that I don't know how he does that because that's a form of mind control, which really is like an Eastern style of hypnosis what we're talking about is really just access to the subconscious mind and you are and I everyone is in a state of hypnosis at least three or four times a day so just before you wake up or as you're coming to before you fall asleep if you're in the flow of doing something at work or you're involved in watching a movie you're in a theta brainwave so all we're doing is accessing that sort of deep state of relaxation and that means we get into our subconscious mind because our mind is contained of two parts, the conscious and subconscious. And the subconscious contains in our modern day memory, there's two parts of the subconscious, all of our this lifetime experiences. And the primitive memory, which is the other part of it, contains all of our past lives. And if you don't believe in past lives, then you look at it more as around um, your ancestral memories, if you like, and the imprints. And so they all contain that. And we need to get into that subconscious mind to access them because on a daily basis, unless you get a trigger or you're very, very spiritual, you wouldn't even know that perhaps you've had past lives. It wouldn't be something that would hit you in the face. Yeah. So why is it that, that people cannot remember their past lives? 
Right. So the reason this is, is it's one of the laws of planet Earth and it's called like a veil of forgetfulness. And the reason that I believe that that is in case is the fact that actually, if we remembered our past lives and we came in with a whole lot of baggage, so and you come in with your soul family. So say, you know, my situation with my husband, for example, we were man and wife and a boyfriend and girlfriend before that in this life. But we'd have many lives together before. And some of those we've been like brother and sister relationships and so if you think about the fact that we'd had that and we've we've come in to experience something new if our sort of life was clouded by all of those other experiences about being a brother and sister and everything then actually that would be it'd be so complex and it'd be so complicated so we have a clean sheet almost almost because there's a caveat there because we do bring in unhealed trauma and sense you know certain things get triggered in, in our lives but Yeah, almost we have that blank slate so we can experience new things. Because I believe, Anita, we're here for Earth School and Earth School is all about learning, self-realization and improving ourselves. So we come in to learn new lessons and have new experiences. So that's my sort of... Yeah, my grandmother, she wasn't particularly... She was a religious lady at her own faith. I wouldn't say she was necessarily spiritual, but she really had that. She had that philosophy that that Earth is that the school. Look, come down here to learn, yeah. to, to to grow yeah. and to expand. Massively believe that myself as well. So now this is something that really, really does um, interest me and fascinates me, and I know very little about is what happens between lives. Now, it's, and right. I'm, I'm often asked this as well. What my philosophy but it's not something I know much about I will be honest no okay so there's various different sort of I'll I'll take you around in a little bit of a a circle of it really so I start from the beginning so in the beginning we do a lot of life planning which is when these contracts come into place so we we talk with our soul family and our soul group before we incarnate come into which incarnation is birth really around what we want to learn in this life what experiences we want to experience and how that might be in any contracts that we want to make. So contracts would be just as I explained with my husband that we are going to, our contract was to be together for a certain number of years, birth our son. So that was like a fixed event, really. So that was our life planning. And then what we get is when we come into um, the, the womb in utero, basically, we start to get programming. And we get programming from two different sources. We get programming from all the data of our past lives, which is the south node. So every all the data when we die is uplifted from the body into a big, like massive database, basically. And there we get programmed with maybe some of the unhealed traumas, but it doesn't necessarily need to be traumas. It can just be experiences that we've had from our past lives. And the we get programmed with the north node, which is all around the new stuff. And if anybody's used to the north and south node, it's an astrological term, I believe. Um, so we get programmed with the new experiences that we want to, to do. And the, 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 the soul comes into the body a little while after the pregnancy sort of happens. So modern day memory of this life starts on the fourth day of the fourth month of pregnancy. But the soul is always checking in during that period of time as to whether this is all progressing as it needs to. And this sometimes explains why some people have some miscarriages and while souls don't progress on it's nothing anybody's done wrong at all. It may just be that the soul is checking in at that point in time and finds out that actually we did our life planning a long while ago when my mum and, you know, your mum and dad that you've chosen, you choose your mum and dad, you choose your name, you choose your family and everything, had agreed to a, a contract with you. But that when they come to earth, that contract might have changed. So in that period of time, the soul might decide, actually, I'm not going to come into that world because the relationships changed and it wasn't the contract I had. So the soul might leave the body at that point in time. So that's what sort of happens. But if birth goes on, that's when that 
veil of forgetfulness comes in so that we have this clean slate. And another reason why we think we might definitely have evidence of past lives is that baby knows how to suckle. So as soon as the baby comes in with no language, nothing else, the one thing they do know is how to latch onto a mother's breast. And that they feel is because of done it many lifetimes before. They basically, you live your life and you live your life here while you're, you're there. And then at the point of death, what happens is the soul separates from the body and the soul takes up all of that data from your past life. So every single experience that you've had, and some people, you know, know that this is kept in what's called the Akashic Records. They've heard that massive database about all our lives, takes all of that up from the body and the body then dies and the body is just a shell. And that can take a period of time. So then what happens afterwards is that a soul goes up to a place quite quickly where they meet their soul family and they undergo what's called like a review of their life. And from my understanding, there's no judgment around that. It's in a beautiful, blissful place. But what you do is you look at every single thing you've done and the decisions and you review it and you think about things that you could have done differently, the lessons that you've learned. And then you go and have a big spiritual hangout for a while when you've done that. And until you wait to if you're going to carnate again and you might reincarnate in another body quite quickly or it might be hundreds of years. But what you've done in that period of time of that review is decide what lessons do you want to learn in the next life and what may they be and what contracts you're going to make with other people and it all starts all over again it's interesting because as you talk about the, the the review of your life in the vista there there's lots of parallels that come along with the mediumship work that i do right. and and one question that you may not be able to answer is i don't know as as a medium i often get asked is I like just supposing my father crossed over many, many years ago. And sometimes people do bring him through for me for, for to give me a message from my father. And but then I get to ask this question: what if they're reincarnated? Can you still get a message from the spirit world from someone that's passed over? And they may have then since reincarnated back into another life down here. Yeah. Absolutely. And the answer to that, I believe, is a big yes, because it comes back to this sort of thought around there are parallel lives and parallel existences. And when it's, it's whether it's heaven or, or paradise or whatever you want to call it, that spiritual hangout, that that descend, you know, time and space and everything along like that isn't, you know, Earth school is very linear about time. It's not like that in the other world. So very, very likely. Yeah it is your dad and that essence of him will still remain in that essence of the relationship you've had with him whilst he could be living a life somewhere else as yeah so I, I describe it because I don't I don't know but I just the essence of him would still be in the spirit world to give me a message but then if he's down here um and I've never really explored it any deeper but I think it just it feels right as well to sort of say that because he's yeah. been over many many years so why would he not have come back and, and had a yeah I, I know and I think the more I'm learning and the more because you know the more you learn the more you realize you don't but my eyes being very much more open to this is just one planet where people carnate in onto and there are other planets and that's not to say that they that you know in the galactic world and you know perhaps where we've come from as well I'm only just starting to delve into this but I have had people who've regressed and they have had they've obviously come from a different planet <laughs> I've had somebody with wings and you know we've spoken to them and said you've got wings and they're like yes because this is my first you know 
incarnation on on earth i've been used to i've come from somewhere else and so i think yeah our whole world is in the next few years going to be blasted way open and we're going to know more about how souls connect in that sort of way but i would say it's your dad very much you've got that connection you'll never lose that connection um i've thought the same about my mum when she passed over i feel her very close to me sometimes and i think i'm always going to have that connection even if she does decide to incarnate i'd be fascinated to know if she does <laughs> It's an interesting topic. And another question that came up as you were talking um, about life, the time between lives, is um, this is our personal experience many, many years ago with an animal, actually. My, my dogs, one of my dogs was very unwell, and I knew that was at the end of their life. The next morning, they were due to go to the vet, basically to be put to sleep. To this day, I am convinced I saw my dog's soul leave its body before it actually passed away. Mm -hmm. Is that that possible or is it my imagination? No, no, it's absolutely not. And a lot of people... Would, would say that, that the soul actually does leave the body before the and comes out of it. Because what happens there is sometimes if the body's going to experience a lot, maybe pain, not always pain, but that but the body can separate, the soul can separate itself out, you know, before that occurs and happens. And it's just part of the transition. So transition can take quite a period of time for some people to leave their bodies. For some people, it seems to be a very easy um, transition. They just pass away very peacefully and they just go. But for others, it's not quite as easy as that. And when I saw with my mum, it was quite a process of disconnecting from the body. And people will hear whispers. People will get a sense of a soul leaving sometimes if they're in the room. Um, And sometimes the other thing is that, which my mum actually passed away literally a few minutes before we got down there. And I think actually sometimes souls find it easier to also pass when somebody's not there to hold them back as well. But So it equally can happen. And that was just a message really for anybody who like me felt you know they missed out a little bit on the very moment but actually maybe it was how it's meant to be but yeah definitely coming back to your question you you could you're you're very intuitive you're very empathic you feel things and sense things so I wouldn't be at all surprised that you did I mean it was about 12 hours later that the dog actually did yeah passed away but part of me think is it me because I want to see wanted it to be that way did I imagine it or was it real? To this day, I feel it was real and it just yeah. it's stayed with me. I will, will be honest. And the other thing that I think is quite interesting is, again, the work that I do, working as a sort of spiritual medium, is sometimes I, I, I connect with people that have passed over um, rather quickly and they always let me know that they've, they felt they didn't feel anything. It's like their soul's almost like stepped out of their body. As the, as the the trauma may take place, which I think again can be very comforting to people that's their relatives, loved ones yeah. that are still here. So yeah, well, thank you, Alison, for that. I don't wasn't... think death is a painful process at all, from what I sort of because as, as I say, the the um, body, the soul has that opportunity to leave beforehand. And in a lot of um, quite violent deaths, if you've got a past life that's quite a violent death, um, then what we do is when we go into the past life is the soul actually registers that death. Because sometimes the issue why it's coming to this life is that soul never realised they died. And sometimes we literally have the soul come out and look at that um, and register the death. And also at that particular point in time, we can do something with the body. So if the body, for example, in a horrific case has been dismantled, for example, or something like that, then we can put the body together and we can, you know, and there's peace in, in doing that as well. Um, so the other thing to say that I do do when we're talking about in between lives is it's quite often we meet the council, the, the your council, and we go in and meet your council after you so we can do regression then we can go and meet the council of that life and decide we ask questions around what was the purpose of the life what were the contracts 
what were the main lessons were, were did we keep and um, were we in alignment with that life purpose if not where did we when did we start to you know go off that track so yeah I, I find that fascinating work doing with people as as well I really do and who are your guides you know and, and finding all that out too so that's another session that is really fascinating it's such a massive area. I mean, as you said, Alison, it could talk about it all day because there's so many areas to sort of delve into and look into. But obviously, could you do a little bit about karma? Because again, um, a lot of people talk about coming back, past lives, coming back into another life form because I've not fully learned that. My son and I often joke about this because he tells me I'm, I'm due to come back many times yet. <laughs> my son tells me that all the time on a regular basis. But the, the interesting thing is between my son and myself, I know that we have past life stuff massively, him and I. I'm not sure what the relationship was yeah. or what it is going forward, but we often, um, this is something that we joke, we joke about, but actually it's, um, I do know there's a lot of truth in what, he's, what he tells me. So, I mean, karma, if you look at sort of the traditional beliefs around it, so the Hindus and the Buddhists, it was really around what you reap, you sow in this life. Um, but I think you had, to, you know, for the Buddhist sort of perspective, it was more around as intention as well. So, you know, if you if you were driving along a road and, you know, you see somebody you don't like or the road rage and you sort of run that person over and they die, you know, and there was an intention to do harm versus somebody falling asleep at the wheel for, you know, a split yeah. second and killing somebody, then, you know, our actions do have consequences. But I like to think karma really more as being, um, you know, it's unfinished business and it's unhealed sort of trauma and, and past which actually can help us because it is allowing us to bring it forward to this life to heal it. So it's not necessarily a negative. And I like to see it more as like a mirror to ourselves or a feedback system, which really is showing us that, you know, if I go and punch somebody in the face and then, you know, a couple of days later or even immediately somebody punches me back, I get to know how that, that feels. And when I get to know how that feels, I get to experience that and that might be a new experience. So it is all around, I think, you know, lessons and this tapping into this is earth school and we're here to to learn so for, for me karma is more of a feedback system and I think do we need it is it negative no it's not always negative sometimes it can be bringing forward the really good things and, and the benefits in it and I think that actually now we're awakening in the world and there's this massive big awakening happening now we will get to the point where actually if we live more from a 5d rather than the 3d consciousness karma we won't need so much because we will be coming from that place of if I hurt somebody else, I'm hurting myself with unity consciousness, you know, that self-realization. So, yeah, I think karma has been useful to help us realize ourselves. And we've just got to put it into that box that it's just a mirror showing us where we can improve ourselves and learn lessons. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that concept of like a mirror because, to be honest, when some people can be a bit fearful of the word karma, and it can be a bit, and, and then you end up living in fear because you're fighting this because of yeah. karma, and or did I did this happen to me because of karma that I've done in a previous life? And I've, I've actually have worked with people who've been, you know, and it's by no fault of their own things that happen to them in their lives. And they're saying, "Oh, it must, I must be an awful person in a, in a previous life." Yeah. Um, now I like that word mirrors better of more what's going on in our physical life right now yeah absolutely and I like to think this is why I, you know I do believe in the concept of life because if you take a child that's born perhaps a child's born deaf or blind you know I don't believe that you know we we haven't got a loving God or whoever you believe in that would you know allow that and the only thing that I can you know bring forth that makes sense to me logically is that in some you know either in a contract or in some other sort of form that that child has come in to experience that for a particular reason, for particular learning. And it's nothing to do with the fact that they're being punished or, or whatever. It's just that, you know, for us to really evolve, we probably really need to 
experience a lot of different different things and the more involved we get maybe the more challenging those situations are and so you know maybe you know maybe in a past life we had a child that was blind and maybe you know the experience is to experience that ourselves this time around you know so I actually like that explanation it sits quite well with me. Yes, I actually read a book um, a while back. It was written about 200 years ago by a guy called Alan Kardec. Have you ever heard of him, Alison? Yeah, yeah. It's not an easy read by any any stretch of the imagination. But a lot of what, you, what you're saying there is the philosophy that he put in his book. I mean, that was some 200 years ago. And a bit about the, for us as human beings to involve, to ascend to the higher dimensions, we have to experience a lot of things on a personal level to be able to evolve, to ascend, to go to, to another dimension, which actually does make when you read it, it's sometimes life life's lessons, as we want to call it, life's experiences can seem very hard, very difficult, very yes. tough, and you can't understand why in, no. in the human form. But when you say start to to like look into the past lives, delve deeper into uh, ascension and the soul, the soul growth, the soul knowledge, that why we are maybe here on earth to learn to experience to be able to ascend further and come back um you know different dimension so if if someone was not sure about past lives a session what would you sort of say to reassure them well i think i would say that the the way it works is that um you alluded to hypnosis before the person is always in control is always aware the subconscious mind the way it works is to protect us so the subconscious mind never ever brings anything up that is not ready to be seen or to be healed so whatever's coming up is there ready we're like layers uh, of an onion and so whatever's ready is coming up for a reason to sort of potentially help you I, you know, I, I just journey with people. So I just ask them the right questions, facilitate that, and they automatically are controlling everything that sort of happens. And, you know, it's so there's nothing really to fear from it. If anything, it can be so life changing when you realize that maybe some of the blocks I've had or continuous patterns that I'm having, if you can't find another explanation for it and you keep doing it, it quite often will be like past life related or a phobia is usually past life related where there's it's so unexplicable that you don't know why you've got a phobia and um, flying or whatever it might be or water and um, you may have drowned in a past life it can just open up so many doors to you and we never do anything that anybody feels uncomfortable with so it goes at the right pace of that it's very client-led so yeah that would be what I would would say that um just you know go for it and sometimes it happens automatically so you might just find yourself naturally in one and you go oh my goodness I, I went into a past life just because it was ready to come up and it was part of your journey to be healed well I, I remember when I had my session with you and it took me a long while to actually feel I met the right person to 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 trust and at no point did I feel uh, I just I just felt very relaxed it's all like I was I was awake I was in my own space I might you know I was just very relaxed very comfortable and I, I was sort of I'd say since that session, it has helped me to look at a particular relationship in a different way. And it actually has helped me to stand in as well. So I think from that aspect, I think it's really, it was very beneficial for me, really found it very healing. One thing I do want to say, this, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, is like we're in a day and age now where lots of people can pop up as therapists. 
and call themselves all sorts of things. Um, and I'm not against that, but, you know, I think for personally for me in an area we're looking to pass us, I do if it's very important, you go to someone who qualified experience. No, I absolutely agree with you on that one. And I get also very upset really when people do like a three sort of month course or something like that. And then, you know, they say that because you have to be able to, there's so many things you need to have, be able to handle in this situation. All sorts of things do come up and, it's really being able to know that as a therapist, you feel very, very comfortable at dealing with whatever comes up for that, that client. And you can't, you know, the, the one thing you can do harm as a client is the only thing is to instill false memories in somebody or make a suggestion that, you know, becomes an image in their mind and you lead somebody. So we're highly trained to, to be able to do that. But you do need, first and foremost, to find somebody you feel really comfortable with. And if you want to go into past lives, you really need to delve in and make sure that they have got the full, complete sort of training to do that and to be able to handle the full, you know, the the past, the linking it to the present as well, because that's most important. And also, you know, sometimes it's future lives as well. So we do the future life progression too. So it's looking at the whole holistic thing and you need to feel comfortable that somebody's got the right, you know, ask them experience on it and have a chat with them before you commit to anything. So I always do, like, if people want to, a 20, 30-minute um, complimentary call to make sure I'm the right fit for somebody, if they're working with me, to make sure they're comfortable. And then, you know, there's no obligation at that point in time because it's really most important. You're, ex- you're sharing some of your, you know, memories and that perhaps you're not even aware of what you're going to uncover with somebody and you have to feel very, very at ease with that and know that they're going to actually hold your hand and, and professionally, you know, sort of um, think of all those, you know, the, those, those, those boundaries as well. You know. No, I think it's utmost importance because I see things say online like, short courses to be to become past life therapists other types of therapists and that just for me does not sit well with me because I think he you know vulnerable people looking for healing for help and I think you know as you say it for me especially with past lives and hypnosis it's important you get a qualified therapist yeah and that's absolutely ask for them to you know their training and ask them what kind of training they had I mean we our sort of our past life module was a massive big module but we looked at the whole of you know earth school and it's probably one of the most comprehensive uh, I, I did this for an Indian school actually it's based in India when I was living in Hong Kong and it was it was an amazing it was an amazing course and it covered you know all aspects of life so we you know we deal with entities we deal with all sorts of aspects that so the full spectrum so whatever really comes up with I know how to handle but I had to do numerous case studies I had to do an interview afterwards on my case studies before I could sort of go through and it took a good couple of years for me to 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 get that experience behind me to be able to actually call myself a clinical hypnotherapist so that's the other thing is look for the clinical title as well because the clinically sort of hypnotherapists are, are sort of have done that undergone more of that training than perhaps just a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist that you might come across so Alison if people would like to find out more about you to work with you maybe to um, have experience a past life uh, session themselves where can you point them to very happy to go to my website am1health.com or to email me so I'm Alison J Middleton at gmail.com. So that's how you can reach me on an email. I'm always happy to hear from people. And as I say, no obligation if you just want to find out a little bit more. That's great, Alison. And I will add all your details in the show notes so people can sort of uh, they'll be there for reference. Thank you. I'd like to really thank you um, so much, Alison, today for joining us. I think this is an amazing topic. It could go on for a lot longer <laughs> I might be back for tea for time travel because that's another um, interesting subject there and just thank you for your wealth of knowledge and just really I feel for me it's open like 
more curiosity, more windows. I want to sort of span more the soul knowingness and always past us and also look at the future. So I just thank you, Alison, for joining oh, us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it, Anita. Thank you. And thank you for listening. And we're back again with Q. So until the next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Jam podcast. If you have enjoyed listening, please do let me know by leaving a review and do not forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. You are welcome to join my Animal Communication group, Animal Communication with Anita Denise on Facebook. I would love you to follow me on social media at Anita Denise. If you would like to know more about working with me, head over to www.anitadenise.com. Until the next episode, thank you.